Welcome to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. You deserve complete financial advice. There's no acceptable alternative if you want a plan to live well and on your terms. Complete financial advice equals complete peace of mind. Now, let's get into this week's podcast episode. Hello and welcome to Retire Right with Larry Heller from Heller Wealth Management. Good afternoon, Larry. What's going on? Oh, a beautiful day here in New York. The weather's finally starting to get get to night, get nice, and enjoying the the weather. Nice. That that sounds good. I, I'm very intrigued. I, I got to say, it's not that I don't want to have small talk with you, Larry, but I'm really intrigued by what you sent me. You sent me some notes, and the title you you gave me was having the talk with your parents, right? And I remember having the talk when I was a teenager. <laughs> But it was, um, that's not what we're talking about today, right? <laughs> well, they were having the talk. talk with you. Now it's you having the talk with your parents. Okay. It's about the reverse talk. <laughs> yeah. What are we talking about? So what we're, ta- we're talking about is having the talk with your parents about their finances. All right. All right. So a little bit, a little bit different than what you think you remember that's, when yeah. you were a teenager. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully. Thank you, Larry. I appreciate it. Let me off the hook. I'm, I'm sweating over here. But this talk is also very difficult. I mean, depending on when your parents grew up, like when my parents grew up, they didn't talk about finances. And I remember growing up, finances was nothing that we ever spoke about in our home. And so trying to have that conversation as an adult with them as adults, that can be kind of tough. It can be. And it's like you said, it, it's not surprising. A 2019 study by Go Banking Rates found that 73% of Americans have not had a conversation mm. with their aging parents about their finances. In the study, 23% said they had tried, but their parents refused to talk. Mm. 19% are, are afraid to bring up the topic. And 17% said talking about money is taboo in their family, similar to what you just yeah. said. Yeah. So yeah, it is po- probably that generation or it's just finances is one of those taboo talks that people don't want to do. There are a few different reasons that, that are out there that some children don't know how to have that conversation or start mm-hmm. the conversation with their parents, or they're afraid their parents are going to think they're, they're nosy, or sometimes they, they think that they're the parents are going to think they're after their money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they don't want to get their parents mad and they're afraid that it may actually hurt their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember it was, I think it was kind of a, an etiquette thing, right? It, it wasn't, it's not polite to talk about money. It's not polite to talk about politics. It's not polite to talk about religion, but you should already kind of know what the political and religious views of your parents are, but talking about money, it's not a polite issue. It's a, it's an issue that just needs to be done. I think, I mean, that's my opinion. Obviously it's yours as well. It seems. Yeah, it, it definitely needs to get done for, for a lot of reasons. And, and not that the, the children are after their parents' money, but there are just a lot of things that need to get done. And we'll talk about some of them and I'll share some of the stories that we've seen over the years for those that have and those that haven't had these conversations. Mm. So really the first reason is why you should have this conversation is what happens if they get sick? You know, have you had the conversations? Mm -hmm. What are their wishes? Do they have a game plan? How, how do they pay their bills? If they get sick, do they have any long-term care insurance? Mm. 
Where do they want to? Where do they want to be? Who who should take care of them? And we're gonna we'll talk a little bit about some of the legal documents that, that drive this these decisions. But the time to have these conversations is not before they get sick. Uh, it is, I'm sorry. Time to have this conversation is before they get sick. Mm-hmm. Also, sometimes they wait too long and they start to lose their memory and they forget to pay bills. And if one of those bills is something important, such as an insurance policy, maybe the insurance policy can lapse and their medical coverage or their long-term care coverage in the time that they really, really need it. Yeah. Another reason to have the conversation is that we're seeing more and more really sophisticated scams, both on the phone and the internet. And mm. you, you, you constantly read some of these stories out there where, where unfortunately elderly people are swindled at a, at a big money. I have a friend whose parent was caught up into this. They had called him about saying that they were their grandchild and they actually had the voice of the grandchild on a recording and that they were in trouble and they need some money and they don't want to have their parents uh, find out about it. And he did wire their money. And right after the scam, they did then have this conversation and decided that it was time for them to make some decisions on, on how's, how they're going to take care of the money for them. So the, the scams are another big, big issue there. And then what happens if they die? Well, in a lot of generations, one spouse, typically the male, but not always the case was the financial spouse. Mm -hmm. So not only do you want to have the conversation with your parents, you want to make sure that the father has had the conversation with the mother to, to know what's going on, if something were to happen and where everything, is, where everything is. We've actually had a widow come into the office, Eric, with a rolled in a suitcase because they had no idea what anything was. And they, all they were doing for the last six months was accumulating all the mail. And they brought all the mail in oh and goodness. they had never opened up and they didn't have any idea what, what to do. We've also had situations where uh, years later they get letters or notification that the, there's money somewhere because there are assets that, w that nobody knew about mm -hmm. that didn't go because their, the financial spouse didn't have the proper, proper record set up or have this conversation. Yeah. And what about your final, your funeral wishes and your burial wishes? And again, you can't make these stories up, but we had a client that almost paid for their mother's funeral twice. What? Apparently <laughs> the father had prepaid for their funeral oh, okay. and never told anyone. And then their mother died. And literally, luckily, the aide that was there found the papers before he was about, literally hours before he was about to, to set up a, a pay for a different funeral. Mm -hmm. And they were able to avert having to be having done that. Wow. And what about passwords that may have precious photos or videos or audios in there? Mm -hmm. the, the companies out there don't release these passwords. So where are they and what should they be? I mean, those are not really financial wishes, but they, they're all wishes in here that you should, you should have these conversations with your, with your parents. Yeah. 
you know, the, the first and the foremost is really the, the key, the, the planning documents. You know, what are these planning documents and, and, and where are they? Obviously, they're your wills. And most people do have wills, but maybe the wills were done a long time ago and need to be updated. And you want to have these documents updated while they're still of sound mind. Mm -hmm. Again, you're not trying to be nosy. You just want to prepare for what's inevitably going to happen to all of us. And besides the wills, there are other key documents that need to be done. Power of attorneys and healthcare proxies. Where are they? When were they last updated? I know years ago when, when my mom started to go downhill, we did have a power of attorney. I knew exactly where they, where they were. And I was able to bring the power of attorney into a bank. Uh, the bank actually gave me a very hard time about accepting the power of attorney. Luckily, they did after some, you know, some notifications saying that you have to accept this power of attorney. In New York State, they've actually just changing the power of attorney. Maybe we'll have a, a podcast on that to make the banks really be more in line. Hmm. And then the healthcare proxy. What about your wishes, your medical wishes, and who should be the person that's, that's doing that? And you don't want to be running around for that, that piece of paper with what their wishes are when your loved one is in the hospital. You want to know exactly yeah. where it is and your, your children should have a copy of that uh, healthcare proxy and power of attorney. So when they do need it, they can get, they can get it done, get it accessed easily, easily. Yeah, and, and then you may want to go a little bit further and having a little bit more of the conversations with them on what are their wishes with their, you know, with their money and how to really set that, set that up. You know, you may have a will, but are your beneficiaries done properly or the asset titling done properly? I mean, I, I can tell so many different stories. We recently had a situation where a client's father had passed away and the child did not really know all the intentions, didn't think he had as much money as he did. And the child did have a sibling and the parents, the father's wishes were to have a lot of that money go into a special needs trust. But unfortunately, he went and he made his daughter the joint benefit, the uh, joint account on that. So because they have that as a joint account, it doesn't go into the 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 trust. Hmm. So uh, having the will set up and having his wishes set up now are not being followed. And then, you know, like you said, you know, sometimes it's taboo. Another client, unfortunately, is going through this with their in-laws, old school, never wanted to have the conversation. The father-in-law got sick and they were going to provide home health care and keep them in the house. And unfortunately, it got so bad that they had to move him to a nursing home and his mother-in-law is still alive and that the cost of this nursing home could be so dramatic it could affect the mother-in-law's future ability to stay and pay her bills and hmm. with a proper planning this could have been avoided so there's so many reasons why you want to have that talk and want to have that talk when you when you can yeah it, i understand all that larry I do. I mean, it, that's, it's so beneficial. It's so very important, but how do you have that conversation? That's, I mean, that's the hard part. So how do you do that? 
Well, there's a few different a few different ways. I mean, there are some some people sometimes can ask about their own finances, and maybe that can start a conversation. And when they're talking about their own, they can say, "Oh, by the way, what have you done in this situation?" Mm-hmm. Or or they can discuss something about a life event of a scenario where you you, you know John and you know, John just had a stroke and and they didn't have these things set up and they're having a lot of issues again you know just want to make sure dad mom this is all taken care of because we want to make sure that everything that you want is put into place Hmm. Um, or even sometimes share an article about the elder fraud or the scams that are going out there anything to get this get this going yeah and a lot of times we get involved either you know ourselves as their trusted advisor or go to a third party trusted advisor and you know meet with the you know we meet sometimes we'll say to the the our our children said if you want we'll meet with your parents and we can have these conversations together when they're when they're healthy mm-hmm. so you know there are different different approaches for different situations if one doesn't work you know try try to the other one you don't want to pressure them into this, and it sometimes it may take a long time. So maybe you want to start earlier and have different conversations, and maybe over time they'll finally say, "Yeah, now's the time to do, now's the time to do this." But not having that talk and having some of these scenarios with some of the clients I just mentioned is what you really want to avoid. Yeah, I mean, those those are great tips. I, I really appreciate that. Luckily, in, in my specific situation, I know that I speak for probably a lot of people out there, it did take time, just like you were saying. But now they've been very open with me because they do realize, and, and I think what it took was my parents helped my mother's father in his last days. And I think that they saw, wow, okay, it can kind of happen to anybody, right? We all think we're Superman or whatever, you know, we're invincible. Uh, and then we see it somebody, you know, happen to somebody close. And so it was that's what kind of made my parents realize, you know what, we should probably have these conversations with our adult children. So that was for us, but I know that there's still a lot of people out there. So you mentioned that you would have conversations with their parents or, or with somebody. How do you do that in a confidential way, but at, you know, but at the same time, putting the children at ease with the fact that you're, you're having the conversation with their parents? So, so sometimes the parents are our clients. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the parents are our clients and they have adult children and we, it's easy for us. We have what we call the Hello Wealth Management Client Portal. And in this portal, we keep c- copies, password protected, obviously, of financial insurance accounts, where everything is, uh, a key document list, will the names and contacts for information on advisors and even doctors. We're, we're actually updating this form now. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why we added doctors goes back to me personally. When my mom passed away years ago, she got sick and they took her to the hospital and they're like, what's her main doctor? And I'm like, I don't know what her main doctor. Mm. I knew where our healthcare proxy was, yeah, right. where our power of attorney was, but I had no idea what our main doctor, they wanted to call our main doctor. So I'm like, well, if I didn't know what this was, I said, there may be a lot of other people yeah, that don't know point. what this what this is. So, so the document list contains who their financial advisors are, who their accountant is, who their insurance people are, who their attorney is, any key person that you want, where the safe deposit box is, everything is in this. 
So, and clients really like having this access here, not only for maybe the non-financial spouse, but then we go one step further. Once we have this all in place, we say to them, you know, it'd be a good idea that we get a letter, an authorization letter, that if something happens to you, we could open up the vault to your children. And that opens up a conversation right there because at least then they go to the children and say, well, if something happens to me, you know, go see Hello Wealth Management and go see Larry and they have this vault when everything is, when everything there is, and it'll open up the conversation and start the conversation with the, with the children. So that's one of the things that we do. And then the other things that sometimes we do is we start talking about, do they want to start to protect some of these assets in case they do have a long-term illness and may or may not have insurance in in place and the cost of caregiving mm -hmm. both at home or in a nursing home how that it could be and some of the things that you can do and every state is different on how you can do that and we have some elder care attorneys that uh, we refer but we'll have the start to have those conversations and say there are things that you can do there are conversations that you may want to put in an asset protection trust that could be generated and taken care of but they have to be done with the coordination of your children mm -hmm. so if you're interested in, in something like this we should set up a meeting with your adult children and have that conversation together and we've had that you know pre-covid we've had that in the in our in our conference room where we've had the both the parents and the adult children in there and really open and discuss exactly what they want and how it could be executed so there is no no surprises along those lines and finally for the clients that we have that still have the you know aging parents We'll mention that again. We'll say, you know, if you want to bring your parents in and let's have these conversations in there and we'll encourage them to have the talk, but we'll also encourage them to use us and say, you know what, come in, let's talk about this. Yeah. So it's really been, it's really been helpful. We have clients now that are third generations, which is pretty cool. That's but, awesome. Yeah. You know, seeing the openness and seeing, be able to protect and to make sure the wishes of some of the parents are, are, are done there. We're, we're coming up with some other, some really interesting other things that we're putting in place here for our vault uh, going forward. But having these conversations now and having the, the, the talk and getting that out there is so important. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. And this is a great start, right? This podcast is a great start for that. But I know that you have way more tips, way more tricks. I don't want to call them tricks, but way more advice that you can give people that are, are facing this situation, whether it's like you said, adult children with aging parents or aging parents with adult children. I know you'd be more than happy to, you know, have somebody have this conversation with you. So should they just make an appointment through the website? Should they call you? What's the best way to reach you if they want to have a conversation and, and get some help from you? Absolutely. Either way, they could go to our website, hellowealthmanagement.com and schedule a complimentary 20-minute call or feel free to call us at 631-293-2806. That's fantastic. Larry, great topic today. Great information. Thank you so much for presenting this. Ah, you're welcome, Eric. Yes, very important and everybody should have the talk. 
Yeah, absolutely. The, the correct talk at the correct time, for sure. <laughs> absolutely. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Larry. And of course, our last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. We wouldn't be here without you. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Larry comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And this is one more way that you can maybe start that conversation with your parents or with your kids. If you're, uh, if you're an aging parent, share this podcast with them and then discuss it uh, and then call Larry and have a good conversation together. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Heller Wealth Management, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time.